I went to Washington the uh, July 43, and I went into the service in April, I think it was the 13th. We met at the old Keystone Hotel, and we marched over to the PNLE station, which is now the uh, restaurant over there, and went out the back door and got on the train, and that was it. And I thought, goodbye, Pittsburgh, but several years later, here I am back home again. The messages would come in from all over the North Sea, uh, Bay of Biscay, all along the French coast, they were receiving towers. And by radio, all of the German messages were sent out over the air, and people would receive you them and decipher them. This Enigma machine is so complicated that it's really hard to, to describe. It looks like a typewriter. It had a series of wheels in it, and the wheels were all wired so that no letter that went into the machine would ever come out the same. Our break was when the subs had to surface. They don't do that anymore with sonar. They can recharge the batteries underwater, but then they couldn't. They had to come on the surface to do the uh, recharging. And then they would radio back to home base and say, I missed messages 247 through 320 or something like that. And then the base would have to rebroadcast the messages to them if they were important. And that's how we found out what was important and what wasn't. Because if it were dummy messages or personal messages, like happy birthday or something like that, they didn't repeat those. And if we didn't get this broken from day to day, we didn't know where these wolf packs were that were killing our ships from the States. By the thousands, they just, they were helpless. The ships went down and all the equipment we were sending. We had one of those huge maps in the office that showed where everybody was the last time we knew. And if we didn't break the code for two or three days, we didn't know where they had gone. And then a convoy would leave New York and, or Boston or somewhere and head out to sea right to where the wolf pack had been. But we didn't know if they were still there. Nobody knew. So it was pretty vital that we keep up to date as much as we could. We had a, about a week when we couldn't break the traffic no matter what. And so we got this huge sheet and put down all these messages, the time, the, the length of them, the, where they came from, the different control centers. Eventually, it came out that at 7.30 at night, the same message came every night. It was very short, and it always came at the same time from the same place. And it was the weather in the Bay of Biscay, in German, of course. And they used the same wording night after night. But to do night. a message the same wording over and over is absolutely, as they said verboten, you just don't do that. And that was part of their downfall, because from then on, we had the traffic broken every day to the end of the they war. They declassified it in 19, I think it was 67. So no, my husband never knew what I did till 1997. We never told anybody. This was top military secret. And it was in 1997 that I got to Washington to visit an old wave friend of mine. And she said, there's a new museum open. So she said, do you want to go over and look at it? So we did. And here was the Enigma machine, all kinds of Enigma machines earlier ones and later ones, and I didn't even know that we were allowed to talk about it. It was just a shock to me to see them there, and all the computers and calculators and everything, and they're all still there. I took the tour, and they got a few things wrong, and when I told them afterward, I said, that, I said a couple of those things weren't right, and the guy says, oh, who cares? And I said, but that isn't right. And I thought, oh, there, there goes a little bit of history.